0: I'm Scott, this is Gavin, and I'm Fred. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 87. We are in the Tri-Country Studios. How do you guys like that? And you're listening to Major's Mess Hall Podcast. With me as always is Gavin, Yo, Craig, uh, and myself, I'm the miserable
1: cunt, Scott. <laughs> well, yeah, just drop the C word and we're less than 30 seconds in. <laughs> I that we haven't really said. For a long time. I know, yeah. we were, That's the one way we were going to try and stay, stay clear of this year. And you've already you fucking do started it. it. Now it's done. Leave it in.
0: What do you guys think? Tri-Country Studios? Explain to Craig what that means. Well, I mean, he's in one country, you're in one country, and I'm in one country, so I just threw in Tri-Country Studios. That, that's
1: what this podcast should be called. <laughs> because Tri- actually... It was something to do with tri tri-count, country or tri county because it actually makes sense, whereas Major's mess hall until it's explained makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. But if you are interested in listening to a podcast, that's called mate, that's called the mess hall. Um, you can there is one out there that's about food, that's food related. So if you want to go and find it, um, essentially the host who hosts that is just a, a happy version of Craig. So. <laughs> <laughs> So we, le- we
0: last left <laughs> off. fucking hell, come on. We last left off at the Christmas party at my house. Uh, mock. It was a mock party, and uh, yeah, I mean we've done better. And uh, <laughs> new, new year, guys, new us.
1: All I'm the excited. all the uh, all the waters under the bridge now, isn't it? All that shit that went on in the last episode. It's all yeah, under the so bridge. Def definitely. Definitely, man. I've been waiting for us to be back on. Well, hang on. Craig hasn't spoke yet, so is Craig okay with that? Yeah. (laughs) So did you guys have good holidays? Yeah, it was good uh, for me. Um, My parents actually flew in and surprised me, which is... I was expecting them to come for New Year, but not Christmas. So they showed up on... I can't even remember the date now. I think it was like the 19th or something of December. I'm fast asleep upstairs, and my dad just shows up waking me up asking where the beer is. I couldn't believe it. I was just like shocked. Apparently, like Craig, Craig fucking like knew all about it. Apparently, never said anything. <laughs> well, it
2: wouldn't have been good for me to fucking tell you, would he? I know. I just don't like you
0: having one over on me. So, so it was like having a dream. Your, your dad waking you up because
1: Pistol Pete, the real one, hasn't been there in a long time, huh? Well, okay. It's the way it's okay, So, this is the first time, first and last time ever acknowledging this. That Pete, Pistol Pete is obviously me in a mask. And the character's based on my dad, because the mask looks like my dad used to in about 1998, when he had darker hair and a big moustache. So Pistol, and my dad's called Peter, so Pistol Pete, actually it's funny enough, Kelly, who's been on the podcast before, who's like one of my long-time friends, she calls him Pistol Pete, I don't know why, but she just does, and um, like to his face and everything. So I decided to call this alter ego, Pistol Pete, and Just in case you're wondering, when you watch the videos, my dad is not like that. I've completely, like, over-exaggerated what he's like. Um, He's got a a few tendencies, but I've kind of camped him up a little bit and made him a bit gay. So, um, yeah, so, so anyway, so he wakes me up wearing the Pistol Pete mask. So he's got the mask on that's based on him, and he's asking me where the beer is. And the weird thing was, I was in the middle of having a dream about college, and when I was in college was when he looked like that. So in waking me up asking where the beer was with his mask on that made him look twenty years younger. it, it didn't <clears throat> it didn't register at first. I thought it was part of the dream <laughs> <laughs> so, But but it was yeah. a great trip. It was amazing to I haven't like my dad hasn't been here for three years so it was really nice for to spend time with my dad. My mum comes over, you know, once or twice a year anyway. Um and obviously I have seen them for my nan's funeral when I went back in I think it was July. Um so but it was nice just to spend Christmas with them in Canada for the first time because they've never they've never been here before for that
0: yeah, it's pretty sweet, man., well, what about you then? Yeah, not bad, man. Just uh enjoyed family time and and uh been working a lot and uh
1: looking forward to jumping back into this podcast. I mean, man, we've been over a month, right? I think it's like getting on for six weeks now. I think when this comes out it's been 6 weeks or it's been over that I can't remember. So it's definitely our longest hiatus. Yeah, well, we needed it though. I I know I did. Like we needed the you know it's it's you know we we record every second week and then the episode goes out on the week that we don't record. But there's so much more, especially for me as well, like that goes into it. I'm, I'm constantly, and it, I'm my own worst enemy really, but I'm always on social media doing stuff for the podcast. And it never stopped while we were on the break, to be honest. But I just needed a break away <clears throat> from the editing and stuff and just the general like planning of a show because as Scott can vouch, it's it, it's really tough to plan a show out. Like it's, it's you know, you can't just show up and record. We, we have done that in the past and they've been our worst episodes. But when you actually plan it to try and make it as entertaining as possible it's there's a lot that goes into it so it's just nice to to be able to get away from that and what
0: an episode to come back on because you got us a great guest man it's uh carlos Alas rocky he uh he's a stand-up comedian he was officer garcia in the tv show reno Nine One One. he is the voice of your favorite cartoon rocco's modern life uh he is rocco and uh he was awesome
1: guy to talk to man yeah it was great i mean We'll, we'll touch on that in a second. I just want to see, Craig, how was your Christmas?
2: Well, I was working mostly over the holidays. So yeah. I only had Christmas Day off, which was alright. Um, New Year's Eve was with rubbish.
1: Fucking okay, no. hell.
2: Really, I didn't really enjoy it this year. <laughs> well, last year, so.
1: Well, what did you do for New Year?
2: Well, what I do all the time was. Sit in, watch TV, have some drinks.
1: So you sat in watching TV on New Year's Eve. The the clock strike, strikes 12. What did you think was going to happen, mate?
2: I'm, I'm, well, I'm normally drunk. I
1: normally
2: have <laughs> a laugh with Leanne and her mum, but I didn't get drunk. I was, I was kind of miserable, really. I was in the mood for her. This
1: is not like you, is it? <laughs> anyway, he's a homeowner now. Yeah. yeah. Back to, well, he's not a homeowner. He's a renter. <laughs> Anyway, back to, um, back to Carlos Elisraki. So, yeah, we, we asked him if he wants to come on and, uh, and he did. I mean, we always, when it comes to guests, we cast a wide net and, like, basically we asked a shitload of people if they want to come on, people that really interest us. Carlos was one of those people. Most people ignore us. Sometimes their, their managers or their, you know, their, um, their agents get back to us and say, maybe, we don't know yet, we'll have to figure it out. And it leads to a dead end. Very rarely do we ever hear back. You know, I don't. I don't want anyone out there to think, oh God, those guys. You know, I don't know what they're doing. Like, but they get some amazing guests. It's 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 fucking hard work. Like, we get told no so much, or just ignored is the biggest one. But anyway, Cars was nice enough to get back to us, and me and Scott could not believe how many characters this guy's voiced in his career. He's not just an actor and a stand-up comedian. He's most known for his voice work, and like, I mean, some of the characters he's done. He's, he was uh, Mr. Weed on the first uh, season of Family Guy. Uh, of course, Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life, which is probably his most, his, at least for me, his most famous role. Um, on Fairly Odd Parents, which is another kids' cartoon, it's on. I think it's on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah he does. He Mr. Was... Mr. Mr. Crotcher on that one. Uh, he's also stars in Reno 911. As you know, he plays. It's obviously a, a character. He's, he's acting in that. Um,
0: I mean, he did *Spiral the Dragon* and *Video the dragon, Game*. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Eleanor, yeah. Of, he's, he's in *Eleanor of Avalor*, playing one of the characters, and now that's like a Disney princess cartoon that's on. I don't even know what channel it's on because I don't watch it, but you know, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. He was uh, Winston in uh, the, another Nickelodeon cartoon, *Cat Dog*. Yeah, he's in some of the Dude. Pixar movies as well, like just playing you know, you know, unknown characters. He's the Taco Bell dog. So if you're familiar with those ad, the TV ads, he, he's the dog that was in that, the little Chihuahua, um, and he's also in the new Kingdom Hearts game that's coming out. He does the voice of Mike Wazowski from Monsters Inc. Obviously, he's, you know Billy Crystal's the original voice of that character, but any any time you hear it from a from a toy or something, or you know anywhere in like Disney World or whatever, it's all done by Carlos. Like Carlos does the best Billy Crystal impression, which you're going to hear now in the interview, and we play it. I mean, the guy is just amazing. It was just you such even, a privilege to talk to him. You even hear, like, me asking him a question
0: about uh, if there's any cartoon characters that he would have liked to do. In. That didn't even sound right. If he would have liked to did. Well, whatever. Anyway, so, <laughs> so uh, no, I mean, he. I, I just threw, like, names at him from the cartoons, you know, from back in my day, and he nailed it. I mean... He nailed a voice that he ain't. Even, he's not even listening to.
1: Yeah.
0: Honestly, I thought that was in a Saturday morning cartoon for a little bit there.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, it was great. Craig hasn't heard it yet, and probably... Are you going to listen to this one, Craig? No. No? Okay, well, at least you're honest. We appreciate that. Um, so anyway, just to try and get Craig talking a little bit more. Craig, what have you been up to in these six weeks?
2: Uh, well, it hasn't been a good month, really. Why is that? Well, let's see. Uh, Leanne's work colleague, died in a car crash.
1: Jesus. Uh,
2: Leanne's uncle has stomach cancer. And my mom's in hospital with pneumonia.
1: I heard about your mum there. Leanne was telling me, like, she, is she all right? Yeah,
2: she, she looks all right, she's doing well.
1: Have you been in to see her in Yeah,
2: a couple of times, yeah.
0: Is that, a, is she in the place that you work at?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, sorry to hear all that, man. So she's got pneumonia. Hasn't she got something else as well?
2: Um, no, I don't think so. I have it.
1: Well, Leanne said she has, but I can't remember what what it was. Um. So, has your dad been to see it as well?
2: Yeah, I'm mostly every day.
1: Excellent. Uh, haven't you been up every day?
2: I've seen. Uh... You could see her twice.
1: Fucking hell, mate. I'd be up every day if it was my mum. Plus, he works there. I know, you fucking... You <laughs> work there, mate?
2: I know, but... mean look, <laughs> looks all right. I mean, dad <laughs> She's tells, in hospital. Me, my, dad, my dad tells me everything what has been going on, so...
1: I know, he passes but the room. She probably bored mate. She probably liked the conversation. But
2: my brother's been going up. Carol's been going up. My dad, Leanne seen a lot of times, so...
1: Uh, be honest, has Leanne been up to see him more than you?
2: Yeah. I think
1: so, yeah. Fucking hell, mate, that's terrible. <laughs> fucking hell, mate. <laughs> <I should've
2: asked. laughs>
0: you, you know, that kind of sounds like me, like my mom's in the hospital and they don't even tell me
1: about it because I don't even go visit. Why, mate? That's fucking annoying, that. You got the nuns there, man. Oh, fuck off! I'd do anything to see my to go and see my mom, whether she's well or not. Well, my mom claims she don't like company, so you don't have to tell me twice.
0: Y- you know, it's like when you go visit and then you're sitting there talking, and she's like, "Don't you got other things that you could be doing? Don't you got to do this? Don't you got to go there?" And you keep saying no, and then she'll ask you again like two minutes later. So I just stay away. You two are shite
1: sons. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not getting
1: the golden ticket for for a son of the year, so fucking okay, hell! I can't believe that. <laughs> so yeah, like I say, we've uh, we've cast a wide net when it comes to guests. So uh, you know we're not going to give anything away. There is people that we're talking to, hoping to get them on because you know we kind of we started out we didn't have guests, and we're not we don't want to rely on always having guests. But it's now become a part of our show, and people enjoy it, and we really enjoy it. Like, th- this is one of the highlights for doing this for me, is to get into to talk to these people. You know, sometimes I'm not even a fan to begin with. Like, you know, if it's somebody Scott suggests, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, I've had a chat with them and I've become intrigued about their work and stuff. And I've obviously researched them before they would come on. And then I'm, I'm actually a fan by the end of it. And I know Scott's the same with some of the guests i brought on. So it's, it's a really enjoyable part of our show.
0: It's like Carlos, you know, it's... Uh, <clears throat> I haven't heard that name... Well... I listen like they play one uh, segment of his on the on this radio station I listen to every day, and they play it maybe once a week, and that's it makes me laugh every time. So by you getting him, honestly, and then he did that segment for me on, on the pod, and I loved it, man. You you did some amazing stuff, and like like you said, we got a lot a lot of lines cast out there, uh, so hopefully
1: uh, we get some bites well that's it see the thing is i've had the time to kind of i mean we took a break and like i should have took more of a break than it did i'm glad i didn't because i have helped the podcast a little bit more and i was able to focus more on certain things without worrying about editing and stuff like that so in that sense it's been good like i got us from we were at we were at 531 fault like likes on facebook our facebook page for the longest time we never bothered with because we just didn't have that many people on there. Like 531 people is not that many. So I decided that I had this like plan and I'm gonna talk about it now because anyone else is willing to do this for us, it, it's so appreciated and, and it's really worked wonders. But I got us from 531 to 909 likes. And my aim or our aim is to get us to 1000 likes. And, and you know, obviously I'm beyond that, but that's kind of the aim at the moment is to try and hit that 1000 mark. And the way we did that was, we did have people helping us. Um, well, I say helping us, not really much got done. So we, we changed some things around and we decided to take the reins ourselves on the page and try and drill up some new likes. So what I decided to do was ask people. We have some really loyal listeners out there and you, and you guys that are listening, you know you are. And you know very interactive with us on Twitter and stuff and, and we love you for that. So I figured, you know what, I'm gonna ask these people if they'll do me a favor. Um, for the podcast and invite all their friends on Facebook to like the page all you got to do is go to our Facebook page and somewhere there I can give you instructions if you need it you will find a way of literally ticking boxes to invite every single person on your friends list you know it takes a little bit of time you know five or ten minutes really And you just sit there and tick all the boxes and then that's it and you've sent all your friends a like request for the page and most of them will like it so like i say we literally in the space of about two weeks we jumped from 531 to 909 which is fantastic you know i even got like dina my wife's phone and i was like can i invite people from from your page and she's like yeah fine and she's got like 400 and something people she follows so i just got that and you know, ticked all the boxes and there you go. And the next thing you know, all the likes started coming in and now we post on a regularly some really funny memes and stuff. And uh, you know, the page is very interactive. Our posts are often shared now and liked and commented on. And, you know, so it's 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 an actual working page now. So we're definitely gonna keep at that as well. So if you don't follow us on Facebook, go and do that now. Just type in Major's Messel on Facebook and you will find us.
0: And and as Gavin said, uh it's very much appreciated for all your guys' work and uh sharing and getting our name out there and I mean it's it's a long time coming. We've been almost four years now, you know, and it seems like uh momentum's
1: on our in our you know, going with us. Definitely. Like I say, we've got we've got this group of people, you know, and do, there is people that listen as well, but there's there's a group there that are really, really supportive of us. We talk to them regularly and they've really helped us out. Like we did this we, we made calendars for 2019 um, of just including photos of, from the three photo shoots, that, photo shoots that we've done over the last three years, and um, and they, they've all sold, they've all gone, which is fantastic. I don't have any left. I'm hoping to do the same next year, maybe put a bigger order in and get some more. Um, it's obviously a little late on in the year now to be ordering some for this year, but for next year, I'm hoping to order more if we can, you know, if that group grows, Um but, yeah, I mean, that was that was a great thing to do, you know, for us to to be able to make these things. And then there was a want for it. You know, it's nice, it's a nice feeling for us to know that we're actually wanted and people like us. So, again, we really appreciate the support there.
0: And just hanging on random people's walls all year long.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I know, yeah. And everyone gets a month as well, even though I cocked up the birthday month. So I was going to put each of us on our own birthdays, and I fucked it up. But, um, yeah. You, if, you, if you're a fan of any one of us in particular, there is a month dedicated to each of us. Um, and if you don't like us, you know, if you've got a marker pen, you can always draw on our faces, which is always fun. <laughs> um, anyway, we're going to go through to the interview now because you know I don't want to. I know a lot of people are going to be wanting to listen to Carlos and um, do some of his amazing impressions and tell us about his fantastic career. So. Here is our interview now with uh, the wonderful Carlos Alasraki. Hey, how's it
2: going, Carlos? Good, good,
1: how are you going? Good, excellent.
0: Not bad. So, on the line with you is Gavin. He lives in uh, uh, Nova Scotia, Halifax, but he's originally from Liverpool, UK, and oh, then, uh, good. And, and then <laughs> Scott and I live right outside of Chicago, so...
3: All right on.
0: Yeah, we really appreciate you uh, having time for us.
4: Yeah, no, thank you for thinking of me. I'm, uh, I'm opening up SAG screeners, like... Uh, if they they kind of send you. My daughter and I are both in SAG, and they kind of send you the same movie over and over again. Ah, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now you are do voiceover, and you do like so many cartoons. Does your daughter ever always have you like talk to her in in the cartoon voice?
4: Sometimes she will. Sometimes she's unimpressed, and sometimes she'll say, "Do that voice that you did on the show that I've seen." If she sees it first. It sort of uh, validates it a little bit more, so uh, enough for her to ask about it. Right. Otherwise, <laughs> she she has not like. It, she'll find a Taco Bell dog, stuffed dog, or something on my on my shelf in the room, and and go, "Oh yeah, do this, voice. Vivo gorditas. Yep, that was you." <laughs> no.
0: I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, man. That, that that voice it it drives me up the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have a good reason, like. As long
4: as I made
0: you buy tacos. Well, back in the day, they used to have like stuffed animals where you push a chest, and it would be there was like three versions, and it would say Yokito Taco Bell, you know, and something was wrong with it. So like every two minutes, it would just start saying it without even being pushed.
4: Ooh, possessed.
0: Yes. So <laughs> I throw it out, man, because it was like bothering me so bad. You know, you kind of watch TV, and next thing you know, Yokito Taco Bell dog starts talking
4: you can't have that and that's creepy and i didn't know
0: <laughs> you until like i i was like looking you up and all that and my god the work you've done is incredible
4: oh thanks you know just hoping to to push it into 2019 and, and add new stuff and maybe retro stuff pick up some new uh visit old properties you never know you know um but thank you
1: i mean this is this this is a huge deal for me because i mean i My my favorite cartoon as a child was Rocco's Modern Life, and um, I've just got like really fond memories of watching that show at my grandma's house. She actually just passed away this past uh, July. Oh, sorry to hear. And yeah, and uh, it just just to be able to talk to you, it's just amazing. I've got this massive smile on my face because, like I say, (laughs) I'm such a huge fan of yours.
4: That's great. It's it's I, I imagine back in the day it was on Sky Television, is what I understood.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, like, see, my parents, we, we couldn't afford Sky back in the day because it was really expensive. So my grand, but my grandparents always had it. So I used to go there on a Friday night, stay the night, and Saturday morning is when it was on. And I come downstairs, and she'd make me this cheese and tomato uh, toasty, like a toasted sandwich thing. And I uh-huh. sit there every Saturday without fail, watching Rocco's Modern Life. And so, it's just like, it's just amazing.
4: That's a wonderful, sweet memory. It's what television of old sort of. Had for us is that we had to anticipate things. Yeah, um, we couldn't just DVR it or binge it on a streaming service. You had to make plans to do it, you know. And so, um, yeah, it's funny when I
3: when we re- revisited The Voice or we do live events, and now I see it on Instagram and I see I see myself doing Rocco, and it, it just looks weird coming from me because. I just had a different association with it, like like it was
4: just this cartoon. But no, it was Tom Kenny and Doug Lawrence and this woman, Linda Wallum, who eventually became a producer, and it was Charlie Adler, and we've done live events together, and we'll and when we re-recorded, I believe the re-record was in 2016, way back when, and uh, we're still hoping that it launches in some form, like streaming Hulu or whatever, I, I just noticed that uh, cartoon I'm doing, um, whose creators are English, by the way. Pinky and Malinky is now streaming on Netflix. I don't even believe it had a season on Nickelodeon. But when we re-recorded it, just to look over and see
3: Tom doing Heffer and Charlie. Oh, Rocco, oh dear. <laughs> you know, and what oh, we will do a thing on the train when we were going to Comic Con. I was like, oh, oh, baby, oh baby, oh baby, <laughs> oh Doctor, is that you, Mrs. Bighead? And, <laughs> To watch it back through our uh,
4: through our, our mouths was different. It's just, but I'm glad I'm glad that people revered it. You know, I'll go to cons and people will say that was my childhood, and, and they'll pass it on to their kids. And you're always lucky that you're part of such a something that's that's a quality show. And uh, and it, it has created so many memories for people. It's a pretty cool deal. Yeah, that's, I I revere Rocco
3: the most. That was my fo- first voice, and he's such a sweet character. And the original voice was really Australian. He was a little bit more. If you see the um, the was oh, the one where he gives uh, tra- garbage day. is a very dangerous day. It was oh, a lot more right. yeah, yeah. Australian, and they had to pull back on it. So <laughs> he ended up being this pseudo Cockney American. His own little guy, like he's. I travel the world and it, it, it ended up working, you know. Mm-hmm. He, well, see, I, I,
1: can, I can even relate to him because I've moved from my home country to Canada, so in a sense, you know, I can relate to Rocco in that way.
4: Yeah, it's like all the. Uh, I remember talking to uh Colin Hay because my best friend's parents were from Glasgow, and I <laughs> said, I've met him a couple of times. and I says, um, I says to him, as uh, I said, yeah, my best friend's parents are from Glasgow and he's grown up. And he says, he says, when did you just leave? I said, what? When did you just leave Glasgow? I said, no, 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 I'm not from there. My best friend's parents. I was like, wow, I just fooled Colin Hay. <laughs> but he had that similar story of the, the you know, the, the Scottish immigrants coming into Australia and then coming to America. And, yeah, everybody has some sort of – my parents are – from Argentina, and so we used to have the English flatbread sandwiches there called sandwich de miga, which is that that white English uh, borderless flatbread sandwich. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: So all kinds of cross-cultural things that eventually, I guess, because people always say, you know, what led you to your voiceover career? And I said, I think it was my parents being from Argentina, but Dad was British educated, my mom had her accent, and my best friend's parents were from Glasgow, so I would hear "Carlitos." "Ay, no me digas, Carlitos." And I had Carlos. What are you and Kevin doing today? And so, <laughs> I, like right away, I was just exposed to just just this wonderful arena of sound and dialect and characters, and soaked it up, you know.
1: And you've incorporated a lot of th- these like accents from people that you know into some of your characters as well, haven't you?
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I, I, and, uh, I hear he's not well, but Billy Connolly was, uh, I tried to oh, do yeah. a version of him for uh, Monroe on Juniper Lee, and I'm <laughs> prizing a Scottish accent for an NDA project that's coming out next year, it's a DreamWorks thing, uh, I'm not supposed to say what it is, but I, I'm getting to do that, that sort of character again, not quite as uh, high as Billy, but. <laughs> Yeah, and then my Spanish stuff uh, for, you know, Casa Grandes, I play Carlos, although Carlos is pretty white, uh, but the bird Sergio has a little bit of an accent, but I've done Spanish-accented characters for sure. Uh, The mayor on um, Puss in Boots. Oh,
2: you puss, I'm afraid, where is my barrel?
1: So So you've you've done that many accents that, like, we, I mean, obviously, I know you most from Rocco. And then when we start, when we found out we were going to get you on, it was like, okay, well, let's do some research on some other stuff he's done. We know he's done Reno Nine One One, so we started to look into it. And man, you've done so much stuff that we've just like, there's no way we're going to get to cover all this stuff because it's all incredible stuff that we all know as well. Like, you know, you just mentioned that character on Puss in Boots. I didn't even know that was you. Like, that's it's it's crazy.
0: Yeah, we were like, we were like, Jesus Christ! Look at the career on this
3: guy, man.
4: (laughs) Hey, I'm trying to keep up with my friend Tara Strong and. And Tom Kenny, and you know, I've got a long way to go. Those guys are super busy, and you know, I, I get to hang with the Billy Wests and the Maurice Lamarche and Tara and Gray Delisle and and Tom Kenny, and there's just so many people that do so many things. But so I'm proud to be part of that group. Now, young Eric Bauza, um, from Toronto, by the way, um, you know, trying to you get to work with all these people, and we've all done this huge body of work. That was what. Was a big part of DiMaggio's documentary. I know that voice, which was you would look at Jeff Bennett or Billy West and go, well, "You did this, you did that, you did Futurama." I had no idea. You know, it's, no. it's just amazing how versatile voice actors are. You know, and how many different we're like great studio music, musicians. You know, we can just like dial it up, add a year, add an accent, take it away. Um, there's a pretty, Darren Norris, the whole cast of fairly odd parents Darren Norris and Tara Strong and Kari Walgren later on and Suzanne Blakesley. We uh, we just had a great crew. I mean, super talented, and these guys could do anything.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you, you in particular, though, you're very, you're extremely diverse in, in the voices you can do. Like, you know, like for instance, a lot of the guys that do like the voices in The Simpsons, you can kind of tell which actors are doing which characters because they all have that similar tone yeah you? like you are one end of the scale to the other like in a heartbeat basically and it's you'd never know that it was you doing the two characters
4: it's yeah my my favorite thing that I've gotten to do and there's uh, there's a guy Wally Winger that does uh who uh, uh Kung Fu Panda character uh my friend Fred Tatischeff does Dustin Hoffman's character from Kung Fu Panda and I've been doing uh I for the Kingdom Hearts 3 game I have been doing Billy Crystal merchandise for a while but I get to announce that I get to Play Mike Wazowski. I mean, obviously, it's Billy's character, but
3: that's a great joy for me. You know, to to go in a boot and have the guys go, "My God, you, you know, you're channeling Billy." This is, sorry, would you get out of here for just a second, please? I'm talking
1: to Ross. Ross, did I ever tell you you look beautiful? You know, that, that is like perfect. Oh, Now, <laughs> that,
0: now <laughs> when you when you do the voices, do you just stand there and look in the mirror and and like what what inspires you like? listening to the actives and all that or I
4: think you have to imagine it inside out i mean when I first went to a scottish i, I mean everybody tried to imitate the beatles and you know we we're all off i think that uh jess arnell has probably got them all down pretty 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 well that was pretty um, good he's pretty good but for me getting the scottish thing was uh, i used to watch john and mary speak and i always tell people the upper lip never moved and now to practice i watch C. nesbitt um, I was turned on to that in 1994. It's uh, Gregor Fisher from Love Actually. plays the manager. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah. Uh, if I have to brush up on, on Glaswegian, I watch that. But I still remember physically the way John used to hold his mouth when he spoke. And he never moved his upper lip. And that was a key for me to physicalize at first. It's just like Jim Meskimen is an incredible impressionist. I mean, his Tommy Lee Jones is... Frightening Ross Marquand from Walking Dead, his Kevin Spacey was, I mean, and when you see Jim do his voices, Jim did this tribute to to Robin Williams, you could look it up, Jim Meskimen, when Robin Williams passed away, he did a thing where he just talked to Robin just normally, it wasn't the, oh, look at me, I'm bored, it was just him talking like himself, you know, and it was like scary, how jim's face just transformed into because i had worked with robin on happy feet i'd known him for years through stand-up comedy and he just he, he became him it's I it's think- just really amazing to watch and i think that's that i so there are, i don't know that we ever look in the mirror per se but you imagine it inside out if if i'm imagine if i'm here's the thing with mike wazowski when i started doing it I watched okay. the movie Forget About Paris about a, a hundred times on our VHS. And I kept <laughs> rewinding and rewinding and playing it back. And I started to see how his mouth
3: moved and what he looked like when he talked. And and then the the trick was doing him, but then pitching it up a little bit higher and then dropping it low. And then
4: I started to forget about Billy Crystal. I said, let me see how Mike Wazowski's lip flap is. He's got this weird upper lip flap that just kind of goes <laughs> all over the place. And so when I started to do it, I started to think, no, I'm the green guy. I'm not Billy Crystal. I'm Mike Wazowski. And so just imagining that in your head that you were that person,
3: you started to hold your body or your mouth that way, and it helps it come out. Even Rocco, you know, I kind of hunch over, and I, I get more big-eyed, and I push things <laughs> through my
1: nose. You um, become Rocco.
3: Yeah, you become it. You just you imagine the physical
4: part of it first. Yes. When you see yourself doing it, it throws you off. And I will have to say that the animation lends a lot to making voices distinguish. You know, I always said when I played the pilot in um, – because, I, yeah, I have a range, but there's also
3: ways to cheat in the same octave. You know, Laszlo was basically Rocco without the accent. Hey, Scoutmaster Lumpus. Just a little bit more innocent <laughs> um,
4: when I did the pilot in, in – um, in, uh, oh, my gosh, the movie um, with Riley, uh, the Pixar movie. Oh, gosh, the, the Brazilian helicopter pilot, Inside Out. Oh, yeah. You know, oh yeah, yeah, Come, fly with me, Gachinha, is Viva Gorditas. And fear inside <laughs> the dad's head, the foot is down, the foot, sir, I'm detecting a high-level sass. <laughs> That's basically Garcia from Reno 911. You know, <laughs> just a little twist and some animation gives you a little bit more of a distinguished difference. But, um, yeah, we're, we're – you know, even Mr. Crocker, um, it's probably me too, near fairies. You know, that's that's I've probably done voices that are similar to that. Um, but everything was, you know, a process. Rocco took a, a while to get comfortable with the Mike Wazowski did, Crocker did. It, it's just repetition. It's just repetition where you have it. And even nowadays, I'll go in on. um, Oh, I'll go in. I had to get a voice reference the other day. What was I doing? Ah, shucks. It was a cartoon. And I said, can you? Oh, it was, it was Mike Wazowski again. It was like, oh, you know, just give me a brush up. Just give me a few of the actual Mike Wazowski. And, okay, good. That gets me back into it. Um, but yeah, every once in a while, you'll need a voice reference if you haven't visited that character in a while.
1: Oh, okay, when we yeah. were
4: doing Fairly Odd Parents*, we were doing it every week. And so I, I had, it, I had it down. Or now, if I do Wazowski, I, I've been um, doing some other stuff. I've, I've got it. But when it's infrequent, you need that reminder. You need, like, oh, wait, I'm way off.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Even when
4: so, we revisited, they had to play the references for us because we're a little, little bit deeper. Our, our throats are a little bit more weathered than they used to be. So,
1: Well, I've seen the, I've seen the video for the, uh, you know, for the new one, which I'm, I'm really hoping comes out soon because I'm, I'm really anticipating seeing it. But it, it sounds exactly like the old ones, so you, you've definitely nailed it again.
3: It it did take some work, I have to say, because it really, I really had to get there. When I when I went in, I was probably saying like, "Hey Heather, what's going on? Get out of here. it was a it was a whole kind of octave lower because I was like, <laughs> "I don't know if I got it anymore."
4: And we each had to kind of like kind of push a little bit to get back to where it was. Um, but it, it's a good special. It's called Static Cling. We have seen the the entire film. It, gosh, February of 2018, I think we saw it and. We are anticipating it being coming out, but uh, right now I, I have no answers for the fans as to when it's going to come out on on what uh, format. You know, it could be streaming. Uh, it could turn into a series. Uh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, like I said, that's what everybody's wishing for. Uh, and the same goes for Reno 911. You know, we did the uh, marathon bumpers for the marathon on New Year's Eve with uh, Ben, Tom, and Kerry. Because Cedric and Nisi and Wendy were sort of under contract with their other stuff, and we're all, you know, hoping that it comes back, and we're anticipating that it that that'll be the case. But Rocco is uh, Rocco's the static cling special is really good, and it really harkens back to seasons one and two where it was more subversive, a little bit more adult, yeah. and it really nails what's happening today. You know, Rocco wakes up in the twenty first century with coffee places
3: and cell phones and. Technology and drones and food trucks and and he's like I just don't understand this. What's going on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so you mentioned you, you mentioned mentioned uh, Mike. You're doing the character for Mike Wazowski in the Kingdom Hearts game. So obviously that's that's a video game, and you're also you're also known for doing Spyro the Dragon, which again is something else that I'm really familiar with because when I was a teenager, that came out. And I got that game, and I just loved it. So what is it like? Is it How different is it from doing a voice for a video game character to doing one for a cartoon? Is it much the same? or?
3: I don't know. It's a little
4: bit more still. You know, you're getting painted the picture. You're obviously not doing a series. I remember in the early recordings, I got to record with Clancy Brown, some Spyro stuff, but that was so rare. Um it can be a little bit more tedious in that you have to do game call-outs and death throws or whatever. Not to let you spiral, but um, it can be really fun. I'm, I'm less experienced than somebody like a Nolan North or a Fred Tattashore or even a John DiMaggio with those games. But the ones I've done, I've done one that was a Western. You can probably find it on uh, IMDB. And I, I think I did a preacher that sounded a lot like Bill Clinton. They're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's let's make him a young Bill Clinton it was like it was many years that I had to spend trying to straighten out my brother, and in the end, I never was able to get a hold of him. You know, it was that was fun because it was more of a story, and right. more of a story arc. You know, but um, I have a, a quick little story because when you go to cons, that's the house phone that nobody ever picks up. If you watch, <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> the same in our house as well. <laughs>
4: uh, um, I was, I, I, I was. Really introduced into my own fanboy uh, reaction that I get at cons. You know, I would go to cons and people would go, "Oh my god, I love you so much!" And I'm like, "Okay, that's that's really cool, but it's just a voice." But then here I am one day talking to Fred Tatasciore and D. Baker, and I'm talking about, "Oh God, the only game I know how to play is Left for Dead and Left for Dead 2. And and Fred goes, "Oh yeah, I'm boomer," and I'm like, oh, "What? What?" And he goes, yeah, the spitter, and I'm I'm the spitter, and I'm the, uh, what's the other one? Ah, the, the smoker. And I'm like, no way. No way, you guys, I love that game. And I had no idea it was them, and I just fanboyed out. And then I went, oh, I get it. I've spent so much time with this game that I really think I know these characters. And that when Fred and Dee told me they were the voice, I just couldn't believe it. I was, I was like, I was like at a con in line waiting to get their autograph.
1: It was incredible. So that gives you like a new, a new appreciation for your fans as well, doesn't it? Yeah,
4: exactly. So now I get it. I get how much it means to people because if you spend your childhood with that character, or if you are playing, if you played Spire of the Dragon, you know, uh, they did the remaster and Tom Kenny is, was brought back again. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like watch out for nasty Nork. It, that means something to somebody because they spent so many hours playing that game, and now I get it. You know, because Boomer just is basically you just go. That's all Boomer does. I was like, oh my God, Fred, I love you. I got to kill you so <laughs> many times. Now,
0: when you do the voiceovers, for the people that have never seen, like, like any kind of video on it or whatever. Do you do the voice first and like animators sit around staring at you and and sketching you out and then, or is the like work done and then you guys come in and watch the screen and do the voice for the characters?
4: It's always a good question, but generally speaking, the process is that you do the voice first off a character and, and then off a storyboard which are three-paneled pages or two-paneled pages of of what the story is going to be. And then they animate to that later. So you send in all the voice tracks. They send it off to usually South Korea or Ireland. Uh, They do the animation, and it comes back. Now, when there is a mistake in sync or they've left out a scene, then we do what's called ADR, additional dialogue replacement. Oh, yeah. So that you'll be seeing the live images on screen. You'll get three beeps and then a silent fourth. To try to match your take with the live flaps, so that that there is uh, two processes, and uh, it is at that point during the ADR when we are doing the voice second to to the already created picture, but those are those are just like cleanup things. most of the stuff is is gotten uh, correctly through the original recorder and then animated. you did a uh,
0: one thing. Several years back, and uh, it's played like at least once a week. You were uh, on Bob and Tom. Oh yeah, you guys were talking about uh, young Frankenstein. Oh yes, honest to God, no matter how many times I hear that, that makes me laugh, man. When you when you
3: (laughs) you are not evil, you are good. And then I did, no, no, science teaches us anything. It teaches us to accept our failures as well as our successes with quiet dignity and grace. You son of a bitch bastard! <laughs> what did you do to me, mama? Quiet <laughs> dignity
0: and grace. Man, yeah. uh, honestly, <laughs> they, play that, they play that so much like, like as like beginning of the shows or whatever before yeah. the actual show kicks in. And, and
4: studio in Indiana,
0: right? Yeah. That, it's only it's only like two hours from my house. Yeah, you, you know, and uh, honestly, it makes me laugh so much.
4: Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's a fun one. Always, you know, what a great, wonderful character actor and Willy Wonka and, um, yeah, I, uh, Gene Wilder, and that's Richard Crocker is Montgomery Burns from The Simpsons. Gene Wilder and. uh uh, what's his name from Jaws? Um, Richard Dreyfus. He's all those, he's an amalgam of those three characters. Mr. here. Yeah. I see yeah. you, Timmy Turner, <laughs> behind the bench. I know what you're going to do.
0: Harry. <laughs> 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 that cuts me every time. Even Winston as cat dog, I love you, man. He's <laughs> <love>. cat Hey, <laughs> you prick! <laughs> oh,
3: Winston, hey, you cat dog! <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs>
4: He was
0: fun, yeah. You Great cartoon. Were, you were Nickelodeon man because back in those days, the cartoons on that show. I mean, I'm 45, but I love watching cartoons still. So, you know, it, it gets you away from everyday life stuff, and you still have laughs. And yeah, uh, man, you 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 killed it every time, man. I mean, you just so amazing.
4: Uh, thank you. Yeah, that was a great decade for cartoons. And, you know, Chris Felusi and then my former neighbor, Bob Camp, they were so subversive with their stuff and the direction. And Chris Felusi paved the, paved the way for Rocco and, and Twisted Stuff, Real Monsters, Rugrats, all that kind of stuff. Um, that was a really good launching point for that type of 90s stuff. We did, did the Hey Arnold special, too. I played Ed White a little in uh, Hey Arnold, and... Um, yeah those are really good quality cartoons they were more story related <laughs> you know nowadays it you know stuff is more avant-garde and weird and bizarre and not as much related to story rather just weird characters and different writing yeah but, you know i, I got a, a piece of that as playing mr weed on the first season of a family guy that was my first kind of taste of prime time
0: excellent other long-running amazing cartoon
4: yeah. I got season one, so I'll take it.
0: <laughs> now, if you could do, like, a voice, is there... Oh, let me put it this way. Is there, like, a voice from past or present that you're like, man, I wish I had that part? Like, from old Hanna-Barbera or... Oh.
4: Like, I mean, I grew up watching Yogi Bear, for sure. Boo Boo and... um, Gosh what are the ones I grew up? Pink Panther, Clouseau. Do you? Um, <laughs> yeah, the voice, I, if you look at my Instagram or my, I think it's on my Instagram, it's on my YouTube channel. I do, uh, I, I, in the, the old new Looney Tunes, I did Baxter Badger, who is basically my impression of Sam Elliott Coors. And <laughs> uh, if you look at my YouTube, I did a year's worth of Sam Elliotts. It's just a running joke where I'll just be Standing by a body of water going, it's a water where man's thirst meets his tongue, and the cool winds bring in for the banquet beer, Coors. You know, so <laughs> I'd love to be able to drop as deep as Sam Elliott could, but that's my version of it. But um yeah, Dodge Ram. I'd love to be that guy. The Dodge Ram or beef. It's what's for dinner. Coors, the banquet beer. I mean, that'd be awesome. The dude of buds. <laughs> uh, I'd love to be him. Um, yeah, I mean, Popeye, when I was growing up, I loved Popeye the Sailor Man and, and <clears throat> even Speed Racer, you know,
3: because again, that was part of my childhood.
0: See, like, I could see you doing like Dick Dastardly.
3: Yeah, or he was like this, or Snidely Whiplash,
0: or somebody like that. Uh, yes, Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I, I like it because you can get names thrown at you and you nail it every time.
1: Snidely, the dog that <laughs> Yeah, are you familiar with? Obviously, you're familiar with Kim at the Frog, but like it, he's recently like been given a new. Like yeah. puppeteer so he's got a new voice and he doesn't quite sound like Steve Whitmere, who did him for like since Jim passed away he sounds a little bit more like Jim but still not quite the same I don't know I'm a big Muppet fan so I don't really know how I feel about that yeah, voice yeah
4: it's my good friend and frequent visitor to, to England Matt Danner and it's because it's the Muppet babies and he wasn't planning on doing it because Matt was directing it and, and he, just, uh, he was just fooling around and I think Matt used to be a puppeteer as well and they said you know what that sounds pretty close to what jim's like let's let's go with that so i haven't been watching the new muppet babies but apparently you know matt did it for me in the kitchen i'm like Gee, holy crap Matt. i didn't know you ever did that and I, I thought it sounded pretty pretty darn good it's it's like you know the one
3: the one i heard and i don't i don't know because hi ho uh we have a really good uh, really great guest on our show and he's going to be uh, a lot of fun and you all know
0: him, and you all love him And oh, what what do we wait a minute? I forgot who he was. There's Piggy.
4: Do you have that list? Yeah, it's weird. And I guess he does a great job. I have to say that the Muppets was something that never resonated with me. I know people love it, like comic books, and the Muppets are. I'll watch it, but I was a sports guy and a jock, and and it, it kind of bypassed me, but. If I sit and watch it, with, if I share it with my kids, then I start to feel it because like, oh, if they love it so much, then I love it. And one of those cartoons, I'm skipping genres here, is uh, Studio Ghibli and Miyazaki and a brilliant film that Dee turned me on to years ago, Song of the Sea. Um, the Irish film with Brendan Gleeson, one, one of my favorite guys, Brendan Gleeson, going to the mainland to have a pint. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can see how the Muppets is really uh, endearing, and Kermit and Miss Piggy. I mean, I used to watch a little bit of it, The Old Man on the Balcony. But apparently, yes, Matt had was told Matt Danner was told that he was pretty close, not on point, but pretty close to the uh, Jim Henson's quality of voice. So, no, no, a- well,
1: well, Matt Matt Danner is incredible in the Muppet Babies, but I'm talking about Kermit the Frog. Oh,
4: like, okay. The puppet
1: himself is—it's actually a guy called Matt Vogel now, who's worked with the Muppets and Sesame Street for years. Oh. he's actually the—he's the new Big Bird because the guy that did Big Bird's retired now. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah, he does came with the frog, but he's—it just sounds so different. It doesn't—I don't know.
3: I don't. Well, you
4: know what? I, I would say that about my Wazowski because I've heard my Wazowski a couple of times, and
1: now you've nailed what? that. That is totally the same.
4: It, it's totally, but there's times you know, throughout the years I'm learning how to do it. And there's times where I'm not on point and there's times I'll hear it and I'll go, oh my gosh, that's, that's a lot like Billy Crystal. And then times I'm like, nah, I can tell it's not Billy Crystal. I mean, I can tell. And so that's, <laughs> that's the challenge. I mean, you, you – and it, it's really a testament to how good – how great Billy Crystal and John Goodman are. There's another guy, Chris Swindell, who for the game has been doing Sully. And when I watch him do it, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm like, holy cow. But in the end, there's something that Billy and John do that we we try our darn di- and there's times we nail it, but man, there's a subtlety that they brought that we can't always capture. It's like digital versus vinyl, you know? Yeah. I mean they're the vinyl records. They're 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 that. And we're and we're good. We're really good. But there's times where we're just slightly off. But I appreciate I, my job is to to get people to believe it's the real thing and so uh as much as that is uh the case then i'm doing my job you know and it's it's flattering to hear people say yeah you nailed it okay good great it, it's it's in the ear of the beholder if you believe
1: it's true it's you know
4: but we're, we're voiceover people we're actors we're always going to be picky
1: yeah you know? of course of course
4: you know somebody could see something that was like you know when i pressed the blue button to go forward and I'm like, and people say, that's him. And I'm like, no, it's mean, it's wrong.
1: You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I listened to another, another interview with you and, and you'd mentioned that, um, you grew up watching the two Ronnies, mm-hmm. which which was quite shocking to me because I didn't even realize that was shown outside of the UK. So how, like, was it was like, how, how did you come to, to discover that show? Um, through
4: PBS, public broadcasting system. They oh, would okay. the two Ronnies, Ripping Yarns, Monty Python, Faulty Towers. Uh, everybody at that time was into Benny Hill, and that to me was just too slapsticky. Yeah. Too baudry, I guess is the word. And I really preferred the two Ronnie's. Ronnie Corbett, and I forget that, and the, the other gentleman. Ronnie thing. Barker. Ronnie Barker, yeah. Corbett was uh, on the episode of Extras where he was
1: doing cocaine in the bathroom. Yeah, that's right. That was hilarious. That was uh, that's so, so funny. Was, yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I love I still have the box at a and then I came later on to Rhapsody Nesbitt and Black Adder. You know, nobody really realizes that Rowan Atkinson was this sort of handsome oh, yeah. if you will, cunning, sharp tongue. And Hugh Laurie is like, Well, hi Black Adder. where are my socks? You know. <laughs> and then uh, Wooster and Jeeves and, and uh Stephen Fry, who's amazing in the in the monk debates from Toronto. He's yes. uh, he's a really gifted debater. Um but yeah, I, we came through upon that in San Francisco and Concord, California through the public broadcasting system, PBS. They would air all that stuff. And I would just really – it maybe perhaps because my dad was British educated, he wanted us to see that. And uh, for me, it's always permeated everything that I want to do. Like The British comedy is more want – and that's why the British office is, for me, the best version.
1: Yeah, it's more agreed. want
4: to embrace sadness and – and mortality, and Americans are so deathly afraid of both those things that we don't let it permeate our sitcoms, you know, and that was was so wonderful about ba- Faulty Towers. You know, he was never getting out of there, never getting out of his lousy marriage to Pauly, uh, not Polly, but uh, his wife. Um, Polly was the when he actually did date in real life, um, <laughs> but he was never going to get out of that hotel, you know, in Tall and, you know, David Brent is never going to get out of it's a slough paper company and you know the basically my life if we can swear my life is shit i'm gonna die and i'll try to make the best of it and pink floyd sums it up best best you know uh you're ten years you're shorter of breath and one day closer to death you fritter and waste the hours in an offhand way you just like hanging on in quiet desperation is the english way and then they you know that song that tone really bled into faulty towers and the two ronnies and and python and I, I love that stuff and i love it because outside of all in the family i don't or even the jeffersons back then american sitcoms are afraid to go there
0: well I especially like uh, sanford and son and all that and yes yeah, steph- another and steph-
4: son right i think it was the original yes
1: that's right yeah steph and son yeah yeah
4: yeah and so yeah sanford Son was great too because it really let us know that poverty was okay there was a nobility in poverty and then now everything else is, you know, everybody's well off since friends. You know, everybody's kind of cool. And when they try to do somebody poor, it doesn't work right. I mean, my wife grew up on the Honeymooners. And that was, she had no curtains on the set because he grew up in a house in Brooklyn with no curtains. And he's wow. like, oh, you know, I want to recreate what I grew up with. And it's so good. They're in that little room. It's almost done all in that one room. And It's so story, it's so character and story driven. And I I got off on a tangent, but that's how we came across all those comedies was public broadcasting. And we were so lucky for it. It really definitely shaped who I was and what I bring. And I think Rocco has a sense of that. Rocco is, he's, uh, hope springs eternal with Rocco.
3: You know, things aren't going to work out. It's never really grandiose, the things that happen to him. But, you know, I've got my friends, I've got my mates, and everything's good. As long as I have Hepa and Philbert, it doesn't matter if Melba doesn't notice me. It doesn't matter if I haven't seen Mom and Dad. I still like where I am, and I work at a comic book store. Life is great. You know, I just, I, that's what I like about Rock. Yeah, that's, so, that's
1: so great. true, yeah. That's probably why yeah. I like him as well, actually. I can relate to him. Yeah. I think, like, that for sure.
4: I think political
0: correctness has hurt lots of shows
4: yeah absolutely
0: because everybody's not on the same level and that's not bad you know what i mean but like i'm not rich you know what i mean so don't like categorize me as the same as that guy you know what i mean so i think it's just sometimes like nowadays just too much
4: yeah we have to be allowed to paint with a full spectrum of colors and just say here's my painting you may not like it but please don't stop me from painting you know
0: it's just and, like we were talking about gene weiler blazing saddles would not be allowed in the theaters. oh yeah
3: <laughs> absolutely. And wow. it, was, it was all tongue in cheek
4: and, and, and yeah where you could make fun of each other and push the boundaries you have to be able to do that, and, and in some respects, it's interesting that and that is part of the, the aforementioned monk debates. That, and I talked to a lot of people. I'm I'm a pretty liberal guy. That I did this guy there's a, a video gamer character. His name is uh, Benjamin, and his character name is Sargon, and he's more to the politically right. And he was born out of uh, people complaining that there wouldn't weren't enough female avatars in video games and he says you know that's preposterous that's absolutely nuts you can pick any character you want and this launched him into a whole sort of right wing uh, heroism and he sort of embraced it and i remember i went to a speaking event of his i was invited to be the contrary one of the first things i said to him was i really like stephen fry and he was like oh shit i was really hoping you wouldn't say that because i love stephen fry you know and what what i gathered was a lot of people were pushed from the left towards the center because they felt that they couldn't really say what they wanted to say without being policed. Mm. And it's hard. I get it. We need to be more sensitive and we would like things to be equal. But I don't think you get it in that fashion. And Stephen Fry brings up in the Monk debates when he's arguing, he says, you're trying to to win an argument. You're trying to make a point. He says, when you're playing, he learned from a chess master, when you're playing chess, the best chess move is not always the best chess move it's it's the move your opponent least wants you to make and so the move unfortunately that we're making is the the move that they want us to make we keep keep backing off and backing off until it's so sacrament and so i mean so devoid of character there's a balance you know you don't have to be crass and 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 uh not be sensitive to people's feelings but you you have to be able to 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 joke, I mean, rabsy Nesbitt's that way as well, for sure.
1: Oh, of course, right. yeah. so the way
4: they depict Scottish people from from Govan, I mean, we're scum. My kike are scum. <laughs> 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 you know, and they you have to be able to embrace that, you know, and, and that's why it works. That's why Python worked, you know. They would make fun of the Queen, They'd, blah blah, blah. Or, or Americans, blah 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 blah. Exactly.
1: Fun of British never take, never Ooh, take yourself too seriously
4: Yeah, you got to be able to poke fun at it and realize it's okay, it's just comedy,
1: you'll be all right. Because if
4: you you start policing too much, then nothing becomes funny anymore.
0: You know, we've taken a lot of your time and all that, and, and we appreciate it again. But before we leave, where can fans find you?
4: Oh, and I should mention I'm working on this. Um, fans can find me at uh, Instagram, Carlos Ellis Rocky, on Twitter at Carlos Rocky. Every once in a while I'll update my website, Carlos uh, the Carlos Rocky on Facebook, working on a film called Witness Infection. It's uh, zombies and mobsters, but done more in the Shaun of the Vein uh, type of vein, Shaun of the Dead vein. Rather than a Zucker Brothers wacky comedy, uh, stars Rob Belushi, myself, my friend Vince Donvino, Jill Michelle Melian, formerly from Mad TV in Reno, Aaron Hayes from now Medical Hospital, formerly Children's Hospital. Uh, we have Tara Strong who plays Philomena, we have Brett Ernst, um, John uh, Maurice Lamar, she's going to be shooting next week, Monique Coleman. Uh, and we have an IndieGoGo campaign that we're shooting tomorrow. So if your fans are, are want to do, they can check out Witness Infection. There will be an IndieGogo where they can go and help us uh, get some finishing funds so we can make this movie as good as possible. We, we've shot some really, really great stuff, but that's where they can find me. That's what I'm doing in addition to some new uh, stuff uh, for the Casa Grandes for Nickelodeon, uh, Continue to do Skyler for Elena of Avalor. And um, some fun new stuff coming up.
1: And did we did we read correctly that you've you've also done something? I know you can't say, but you've done a voice in the new Toy Story movie.
4: Have I done a voice in the new Toy Story movie?
1: <laughs> I don't know if I have. Uh,
4: okay, you, uh, come off a loop group, so <laughs> that that's entirely possible. I, I don't also, know. I sometimes I show know, up.
0: We ask is like when you Google your name, it says movies and TV shows. And Toy Story 4 is one of the credits, so... I
4: I have no idea. (laughs) absolutely flummoxed.
0: (laughs) Again, man, Carlos, we we thank you for your time. Huge fans of yours. A lot of our listeners are huge fans of yours, too, and they were excited to find out that you were going to be coming on with us.
4: Oh, thank you. And, yeah... Please, please take the time and have your fans take the time to check out. It's on IMDb. We had to pull a couple of photos because we didn't want to give the gags away. But it's Witness Infection. We'll have our Indiegogo up and we'll have a site pretty soon. Uh, It's a really fun romp. And it's got some people you love, especially if you love, like I say, Tara Strong and Maurice LaMarche and myself. And in addition to the others I mentioned, it's it's going to be a fun movie. And we hope to get it out to festivals and... And uh, have you guys be a part of it.
1: Awesome. We'll definitely share that link as well on our social media for you.
4: All right. And uh, enjoy the football. And uh, <laughs> I'm an LAFC football fan out here. Uh, soccer, that is. So, And looking forward to seeing how Pulisic, do, Pulisic does at Chelsea. I'm sorry, my friend's an Arsenal fan, so he can't be here. <laughs> 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 so.
1: Excellent. All right. well, thanks, thanks so much Carlos I mean this like I say I truly mean this when I say this has been like a, a bucket list thing for me to get to talk to you I, it really has so thank you so much for giving us your time
4: oh thank you you're welcome
2: this is Paul Bowhill from Can't Pay You'll Take It Away and you're listening to Mages Mess Hall. there was the interview with Carlos Alasraki. I hope you enjoy
1: it. Well, you kind of ruined it at the end there, but you got the name right, which is the main thing. So thanks very much for taking part, Craig. (laughs) So we also, I I asked on, on Twitter a couple of weeks ago for musicians to send in music because I thought it would be a good idea now to not always finish with our typical intro music. If there's bands out there that want us to play their music as an outro... You know, providing the track isn't mega long. can always do a fade on it if it is. Um, we will play your, your tracks and we'll, we'll introduce it before we finish. So I did that and I've got a track ready to play today, which we're going to finish on. won't say what it is yet. But again, if you are a band or a musician out there and you have music that you want us to play on an episode, we will definitely do that. So all you got to do is email it to majorsmesshall at com and uh, send us your tracks with a brief description of the song and permission to play it. And, and it could be any genre, right? I mean, if it's good, we'll play it. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. It really doesn't make any difference. It can be anything. It can even have swearing in it, because as you know, we say fuck all the time, and we started off the episode by saying cunts, so it doesn't make any difference what you say in it, <laughs> as long as it's not racist, sexist, LGBTist, if that's even a thing. Uh, There's for now. Yeah, uh, or any negative comments about Bob Ross. But anything you want, just send it in to us and we'll play it.
2: Hey, what's going on? This is Bobbles from Trailer Park, boys. And you're listening to Major's Mass Hall.
1: <laughs> and um, I've also been looking for sponsors as well. Um, sent out an email to some a place. I'm not going to say who it is yet because we, we haven't uh, started anything yet, but we do have a potential sponsor that's sending us some merch in the post. So once that comes, we will start talking about them and uh, hopefully it will lead on to a proper sponsorship because that's what we really need so again if you know any businesses out there you think might want to sponsor our fantastic podcast please let us know and we'll reach out to them
0: that sounds sounds good man
1: and i've got questions here from the listeners which uh, there's not many but i've got a few here that i think we should answer so let me just get them up and we will start so we've got one here okay so it's from our friend dale Dale says, when will you guys make an appearance on the Trailer Park Boys? Um, I would love to see that. So, Dale, um, I'm going to assume you're talking about their podcast and not their show because the chances of us ever being on their show are pretty fucking slim, although we would love to. Um, And the podcast, to be honest, that's pretty fucking slim as well. It's just that you know we do a podcast, so I'm guessing that's what you're talking about because I know you like podcasts. Um, I've already kind of been on it once before, kind of, when I called in once. Uh, I can't remember the number. Scott knows it. It's 30. 30. Episode 30, the Trailer Park Boys podcast. You'll hear me go on very briefly to talk about our podcast. Um, but we would, our, our dream would be for us all to, for the, you know, Craig and Scott to fly in to Nova Scotia and our drivers down to the studio we will be on their podcast. You know, we've been close because we've sat in the seats that they sit in when they record it, but it's not quite the same as actually being on a, a full episode. So we'd love to do it. But again, it's not really something we can decide. You know, it's, we've reached out to them many times to try and get them on our podcast and it's a little difficult we're still trying but um we would definitely like to do some form of a collaboration with them in the future at some point um which actually brings me on to something else now okay this is an important one now so this i'm reaching out to our our listeners again i, I have a really big favor to ask um all the all the girls that are listening that send in stuff to the Trailer Park Boys swear net mailbag segments. because you girls, what they do is they send in boxes of stuff, um, the gifts and stuff for the boys and the boys open it on camera. You know, some of them have been generous enough to send up me stuff as well, which has been absolutely amazing, candy and all that kind of stuff. And it's it's so wonderful and very much appreciated. Um, but if you could, when you send the boys a box, write a little note and mention our podcast. This is me being very cheeky now, but you know you all know that I'm cheeky anyway. Mention our podcast, Mess Hall, and tell them to come and be guests on it. Tell them that you really want them to be on our podcast because you never know if enough people ask them and our podcast is mentioned enough, they'll either go, this is probably going to be good for us to do, let's do it, or more likely they'll go, we need to shut these cunts up now and do this fucking podcast so that's what I'm, I'm calling those cunts not you guys you guys oh, they'll just rip it up and throw it away yeah i'll rip it up and throw it away but the point is that they'll open it on camera as well so they'll, they'll they'll they always read the letters out so they'll open it and they'll read the letter so they'll be on camera reading it so it's kind of the pressure's on so and I know... we'll we will stay fresh in their mind if they keep seeing our name exactly that that's the, that's the whole purpose of it i just want them to see our name I know that, there's a, you know that some of their hardcore fans out there are really big fans of us as well and that, you know, that they'd like to hear us do something together. I've literally reached out and said, I've had a yes from Mike Smith who plays Bubbles. He's told us we'll sort something out. JP, although he was drunk at the time, he told me that we'd do it. He even said we can go on his podcast, which again, he was drunk, so whatever. But you know, two out of three, I've said they'll do something. And I know Rob would be the same it's just they're really busy so it's not a case of them not wanting to it's a case of them being busy and trying to trying to nail down a date but i will literally drive down there and do it from the studio if i have to we can do it over phone over skype whatever but i just really want to i really want to do this because it we all know me not so much me and craig but me and craig know scott because of the trailer park boys and many of our friends as well you know and we wouldn't have this podcast we wouldn't have met major who was the you know the the, in a sense the founder of this podcast we wouldn't have met him if it wasn't for the trailer park boys so we want to kind of you know it just brings the whole thing full circle to have them on so if you could do that that would be fantastic
0: and thank you in advance for doing it
1: yeah okay the next question this is from danielle cotton to just say as well danielle is a really lovely girl and um, she's one of our i'd say our newest listeners and um she's on twitter so Go and say hey to Danielle if you see her on there, but she's lovely. She says, and this one I'm going to throw a Craig because he hasn't said anything yet. Where the babies come from?
2: Your <laughs> sperm. Your sperm? A male sperm.
1: A male sperm. Okay, well, yeah, but well, what happens, mate? You can't just say a male sperm. Well,.
2: You have sex, the sperm comes out, it attaches to the woman's whatever, and then it makes a baby, there you go. <laughs>
1: what
2: the fuck was that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to laugh outside. I forget the microphone's on. You have sex, the sperm comes out, attaches to the lady's whatever, and a baby comes out if only it no, was that's that my, fucking simple that's my version of it. no that's good mate you should t- you should teach a sex ed class I mean let's face it so anyway there's your question there's your answer you couldn't have had a better answer than that uh, okay next question okay so this one's off Amy Martin she says if each of you won a million dollars and had to donate it to a charity which one would you choose so again we're going to start with Craig if you, if you, you won a million dollars Craig you had to give it to a charity so you can't have it yourself. You can only give it to a charity. What charity would you give it to? No, I don't
2: know
1: any charities. What do you mean you don't know any charities? You, you know, there's charities for people that are ill, people that have passed away, animals, homeless. <sighs> like, you don't have to name a specific name of a charity. But, you know, what, what, what are you passionate What's about? Something to do with animals, then. Something to do with animals? Okay, well, that's a fair enough answer. You need a little bit of help figuring out which one, but that's a good answer, mate. Scott, what would you do, mate? Where would your money <clears throat> I, go? I, I would donate it to the St.
0: Jude's uh, charity, and what they do is they take care of like sick kids, uh, and it's free. And they also house the parents for free while the kids being uh, taken care of, like cancer, or and
1: uh, they're down in Tennessee, so that's where it would go. That's a good one. For me it would probably be again i don't like craig i don't know the actual name of a charity but it would be a a, do, a dementia charity because I'm, I'm just my nan passed away from dementia and um just to watch somebody deteriorate over over the course of 10 years which is you know that's quite a long time really for my nan she was lucky in that respect or we were lucky i should say um you know it's it's not nice you know to watch somebody lose all their memories and the faculties and stuff—it's—it's—it's it's, it's heartbreaking. It really is. So that—that's probably what I would do. I'd, it'd be a dementia charity of some kind, um, and then—and then second to that, it would be um, a cancer charity, probably breast cancer because my mum's had it twice. She's also had a variant cancer. Stop it Gav. Fuck you now.
2: Right, Scott, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I'm sitting Here. On webcam. <laughs> is he? Yeah.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you on camera, no, you cunt?
0: <laughs> just, just listening, you guys. and
2: uh... I, I've been watching you. You, you. You're recording the call for some reason. You're leaving little emotions on your icon. What are you doing?
0: <laughs> you guys say something funny, so I hit the emotion can funny. Ha, ha, ha. You know, I'm just Why are you I'm right just to
2: look smart while you're wearing a black shirt.
0: <laughs> well, I always have black on, so I know that. But, but I look, I like to dress up every now and then. The pod. No man, I got to work here in just a little bit. Well, you have we're to wear all, a shirt for work. We're not all we're not all sitting topless on the couch with the laptop in our lap.
2: That was one time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know. I didn't have the camera open so I didn't see it. <laughs> when he said, what are you doing? I'm thinking, I can't even hear any noise. What's the problem? Yeah, I was like sitting here like a good kid and fiddling with buttons. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the second, secondary one would be probably a breast cancer one because my mum's had it twice. Okay, the next one's from Linda Lampo. She says, I'd like to know if you boys pal around outside of the show. <sighs> do we pal around? Yeah.
0: I meant we do yearly when we uh, when we see each other and but I meant like as far as you and I we we text each other and, and wait for 4 days to get a reply. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So but no, I meant I've been better. I've been better, but uh, I meant Consider you guys
1: like families, so uh, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna answer that question, Linda. We do pal around. Um, I'm gonna say me and Craig do more so than Scott because we play the fantastic Red Dead Redemption online. <laughs> if you play it on the Xbox, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: if you play it on the
1: Xbox, get on and join us because it's so much fun. Um, Scott's far too busy in the week to join us, so me and Craig pal around. It's good fun, isn't it, Craig? Yeah. Hey, I finally beat the game. Did you? Yeah. So, yeah. it was
0: incredible, man. Yeah. Just like you cried. Huh?
2: You cried.
0: You know, like that long ride back, you know, and then, like, when that song came on that you guys told me about,
1: what's it called? Oh, oh God. God. Well, you caught me off guard, and I've just recorded a version of it myself. What's it called? Mm-hmm that's and, the way it is that's the way it is yeah i mean it, it's
0: it's incredible with, with like all the flashback uh talking in it and all that and you know but and then when you become john marsh,
1: marsh. Or Marish, Marish, john, was, john merrick
2: john
0: merrick it's
1: not the elephant man
0: <laughs> you know but i kept asking him, like, jesus how long is this It's like a whole new game god you how know? can you
1: get the name wrong
0: John. John Marston. Yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) John Merrick.
1: (laughs) John Merrick. Fucking hell, the elephant man. Uh -uh. Maybe he liked riding horses too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, next question is from John Glampo. So that's Linda Lampo and John Glampo. Um, I asked him about that because their names are very similar and apparently his second name is John Glamping, but his friends call him Glampo. Anyway... He says, um, "What was the last album you listened to, Craig? What was the last album you listened to?" Uh, oh God!
2: So the thing is, I don't listen to albums. I just listen to just random, random tunes of things. Well,
1: you, you must have listened to an album at some point Probably in the last like ten years.
2: I remember, it was, it was like, it was a shitty album, The Beatles, Like it was, it was on Spotify, and I thought I'd like every single track that they ever did on it, but it wasn't, it was just like, like The Best or something like that, or it was shit, so that was probably the last album I listened to.
1: Terrible answer. Scott? You know what, this
2: yeah. is, a, this is a, another
0: one too, because this is an up and newcomer, uh, her name is Billie Eilish. And I really like her singing. She's kind of like, she's kind of like Lord a little bit, but yeah. just more mellow music. and And her new album is called Essentials. And man, I really like listening to it. It's relaxing. You, you, you should check it out one day.
1: We'll get it on the pod.
0: You know what? She ain't famous, famous yet,
1: but she's getting there. We'll get it so. on the fucking pod, then. What are you waiting for? all right all right okay my my the latest album i've been listening to and still listen to it every single day is an album by the singer songwriter musician eagle eye cherry you might know him best from his hit save tonight which was save tonight with a fight to break off don't come tomorrow tomorrow i'll be gone save tonight anyway he's his latest album is called street of you and I I literally again looking for guests reached out to try and get him on haven't got a hold of him or his management or anything it's so tough but his new album Streets of You is amazing I know I say that word a lot but his album honestly it's great you should check it out it's on Spotify and I think it's like his sixth album or something I don't know but it's great check it out we've got one more question here and this is from oh no we've got two more okay so Um, who do you have for guests this year well sorry that's from Amy Walker so Amy we do have some guests but we're not going to say who they are yet we do have some people planned but one person I will mention that's going to be coming on more regularly than Dick Johnson is Dick Johnson's cousin Todd Walters so Todd has been on before and he also joined us on the pub crawl and briefly appeared on our our episode um, the last pub crawl here in Halifax Um, he came down with Dick Johnson he is his cousin they look very similar But it's not the same person, they're cousins, so keep that in mind. Anyway, he's going to start coming on and uh, helping us to host the show and stuff like that, uh, periodically. Um, You know, just like Dick Johnson did, or does, but he's going to be doing it a little bit more than Dick, because Dick's just so busy with his ghost hunts and stuff that we figured um, Todd is like the next best thing, if you like, so... He was. He was, He is who I would say is a guest that's going to be coming on that we can announce. I wouldn't. I'm not going to announce anyone else because, you know, aside from the likes of Cove Boy and West, you know, they'll still be coming on and doing their thing, um, because you, you, we wouldn't be major mess all without them, would we, Scott?
0: Nope. <laughs> they like, they're, they're like live in the back room, you know.
1: So they well? keep arguing as well. They they keep arguing. West and Cove Boy keep arguing and bickering on on Twitter. From what I'm being told by Coveboy, Coveboy Coveboy's trying to promote Wes's T-shirt, which still hasn't sold one yet. That Um, (laughs) one. So uh, Wes is pissed off and says, why the fuck do you keep mentioning it? I don't give a shit. Which to me sounds like he probably does give a shit if he's getting that angry about it. And he's shown a little bit of aggression towards Coveboy, who's very upset because he doesn't understand why He's got, Kurt, he's got Wes down his neck, having a go at him. But I can also see from West's point of view, he probably feels like he's being taunted a little bit. So they've been bickering and arguing. Um, but they've made up most recently, and the both of them are promoting Wes's T-shirt. You'll be pleased to know the two of them are doing their part to try and get at least one sold. Um, not one has sold, but at least they're trying. So that's the main thing. And just if you're listening and you'd like a new T-shirt, they are available at Click on the merch. It'll take you through to the website that sells them. There is a West T-shirt on there. We can't do discounts. If we could, we would. But it's not. Mm-hmm. It's out of our hands. So we, we can't put it into a bargain bin, basically. So unfortunately, you'll just have to go there and pay the full hit. And, uh, but you know, you will have a T-shirt that says, What Will West Do? With a picture of Wes holding a beer. So, Craig, are you going to get one? No. <laughs> hey i want to add to that also
0: the witcher recall, we also want to say thank you to all the people that's been buying the shirts and hoodies and and all that and we really appreciate that also
1: yeah definitely we just sold some more actually we sold the hoodie and two more t-shirts as well and actually we're going to say who it is linda Lampos bought a t-shirt i think she bought a red one with the logo on i could be wrong I can't remember, but she says she's gonna take a photo anyway, so that'll be nice to see. And Amy, who's Amy Amy Martin, who's already bought T shirts from us before, she's just bought another new T shirt, which again I think might be red. I can't remember. The girls seem to like this red colour. Maybe it's the song Lady in Red. Maybe they want me to sing that for them. Maybe that's what it is. But anyway, they've uh, they've bought she's bought a red t shirt and she's also bought a hoodie as well. So um, thanks very much again uh, for, for buying our stuff. You know, we really appreciate it. Gets our name out there and you know, that's what we want. Okay, next question is, this is from Kayla Nicholson. And Kayla says, what's the first thing you'd do if you woke up one day and you were the opposite sex? So we'll start with Craig. You wake up one day, Craig, and and the first thing you do is you realise you've got tits. What would you do?
2: No.
1: Freak out. (laughs) <laughs> all right okay yeah we will, let's be honest we'd all freak out wouldn't we we'd all the first being honest that we would fucking freak out but take that out of it okay so you're freaked out let's say you freak out for a week you just come to terms with losing your knob you've got a pair of breasts quite perky but you are 34 so you've got to take that into, into account as well you know not going to be as perky as you were when you were 24 so what would you do you just come to terms with it. Leanne's left you. She's gone. She doesn't want to be with a woman, so she's gone. So you're single. What would you do?
2: I'd probably be depressed.
1: Would you? Go back into your worst way again?
2: Yeah. Knowing that I love scummy guys and men looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> <That
1: works. laughs> You know what, Craig, that's a really sweet answer. I like that. Um, for me, what would I do? Um, probably have a little fiddle, to be honest. I mean, let's be honest. You'd You'd have a feel, wouldn't you?
0: Flick the bean,
1: yeah. I was talking about the breasts, Scott. I wasn't going that graphic, mate. I was just talking about having a quick squeeze of the old nipples. I wasn't talking about, you know, literally masturbating. I mean, fucking hell, mate. Tr- trust you to take it there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know what I'd do.
1: What would you do? My nails. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> funny, Gotta look
0: good it? when I leave the fucking house, right?
1: I think that's, the, that's like the first joke Scott's told in a while, and, and it, although we didn't laugh, it was actually quite funny. We liked that, Scott.
2: Yeah. What, happens, what, what happens, Scott, if you woke up and you were you're, you're a female but you still had your beard? You have to shave that fucker off. No, I'd
1: join the carnival. okay so anyway i think we're gonna wrap the episode up now that's unless you guys got anything else to add did you have did you want to do a uh, hit or shit or do you want to leave it because at this point you can leave it if you want yeah i got one but let's just uh let's just start up next uh episode that's fine with me because we've already run over anyway so that's okay um what else was gonna say we're gonna go through to the song that's been sent in to us This song has been sent in by a guy called Mikey Flash, and the track is called Electricity. And, hold on. Um, The description he sent in is, Electricity is a funk throwback to some of the classic 70s television theme songs. I was inspired to write it after I saw the Black Lightning show on the CW, and I wondered what his theme song would have sounded like if it were written in the mid-70s. So keep that in mind when you listen to this fantastic song by Mikey Flash. It's called Electricity. Thanks for listening, guys. This has been episode eighty-seven. We'll be back with episode eighty-eight again. Thank you so much, to Car- Okay, now thank you so much, so much to Carlos Alice Racky, for being part of our show. Um, it's very much appreciated. We're going to include the link that um, Carlos was talking about there for his uh, Indiegogo um, campaign, and uh, hopefully some of you will donate because um, we just know it's going to be amazing. And uh, thank you to Craig and Scott for joining me as well. OK, thank you for having us. <coughs> Craig? Hello? I said... Hello? Uh, I said uh, Is that all you got to say? Yeah. Do you want to leave your mum a, a little message just to say, get well soon, Mum? It's like she's going to listen to this. <sighs> Carol, if you're listening get well soon and I'm sorry he hasn't been to see you more often you know it's no excuse At the end of the day he works in the same building you're <clears throat> in and he can't be asked to go and see you that's not right and mm-hmm. you know just I just want you to know that I have had a word with him about it so Craig go and see your mum tomorrow mate she might be out tomorrow if she's not are you going to go in be honest think about take, it take okay, some think about it fucking hell Right, okay And you, Scott Give your mum a call Will you, you dick I talked to her last week (laughs) Fucking hell He's not asked, is he He's sitting there like a fucking vicar in his shirt See you later (laughs) See ya (laughs) Bye 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 Bye